Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us at hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph on vacation. You are vacation, Mikey, and I am Todd Schlosser. And this week, Paige made us watch Lady Jane. Jane. So, Paige, <laughs> are you mad at us? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did you make us sit through what felt like sitting in like a 1978 English class that had a substitute all week and they punished us by making us watch this movie? <laughs> Here's what I will tell you. First of all, my uh, English teacher your mother made me watch this movie as a young child that and that's why that's where i have so seen much it sense secondly i picked this for two reasons her name is lady and jane boom end of list uh, <laughs> no uh, people have asked us a lot when we are going to do princess bride and we are saving it for a big milestone and oh, thus yeah. we have not had any carrie elwis let alone young carrie elwis Oh, wait, we did, except for that one Scottish one. Yes. But, like, I wanted Princess Bride era Carrie Elwes, and this is as close as you get, because this is the year before. Yeah. So, like, that's what this is. This is the youngest I've seen him or Helena Bonham Carter. Right. She doesn't even look like the same person. She doesn't. I know. Jake watched half this movie with me today and was like, who is that? I was like, it's Helena Bonham Carter. And he was like, whoa, what? And I was like, yeah. She generally looks like she got like electroshocked. Yeah. She's like, she like stuck a penny in the socket or whatever. I think this is before then. Uh, Probably a shilling, Mikey. Come on. It's it's a shilling, not a penny. (laughs) Uh, She definitely is 57% eyebrow in this movie and I'm living for it. But second reason is because my memory of this movie starts at about act two. (laughs) Like, like watch, (laughs) you texted me last night and I was like, we can pick something else if you want. (laughs) When you were like, we can pick something, I was like, 
girl, I've watched an hour of this. I'm not going. I'm not going to abandon this an hour in. I've already. <laughs> now the first act I think is primarily history for people who like us did not grow up with this in their history books necessarily. But I can easily summarize it in a handful of minutes. Yeah, yeah. This is definitely like a, a footnote in a history book I, I had to go through in school, right? Sure. Like, of course, they talked about, you know, Henry VIII, Mary and Elizabeth, and then King James. Right. But like, that was forever ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. They they definitely, this was not in most history books, although they are real people and we have some facts about the real people uh, for fun facts. But hell yeah. Uh, if you like this at all, you will like the Tudors. Well, well, I guess I just eliminated a show from my to-do list. There you my go. Tudors uh, is nothing like this. It was like <laughs> if this movie was produced in a way that was watchable, and there'd be a lot of fucking in it, baby. So there's like, a lot more fucking yeah. in the Tudors. Yeah, that is true. And it's Henry Cavill. So I would like, strongly you know. recommend watching the Tudors. I would stab myself in the eye with Mikey's <laughs> foot before I watch this again. But Todd, ma'am, did you watch seasons? three and four of the tutors i watched okay so i had this thing of where course I you really, did not no, nobody no, 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 did no no no. i did Paige. i had this thing when i really like a, a show i watch all of it but i don't to the watch, bitter end i know i don't watch the last like two three or four episodes because i like mm. don't want it to end so in my mind it just still goes on forever that's like my toxic oh, trait. Oh boy, we got to get you some therapy here, boy. <laughs> the last few episodes were not the problem for me. It was the season where that is germane to this film. They send Henry Cavill's character off to do war against the Catholics and murder a bunch of people and steal their uh, valuables and stuff. Yeah. I had a good time watching this movie, but I know that's because I'm a nerd. And I also know that this movie has wild Romeo and Juliet energy where you're like, homegirl, you met him less than a month ago. Let's not die about it. What are we doing? Oh, she didn't die about him. She died about God, Paige. How dare you? I know. That's even worse. Girl, I would have so been dumb. Catholic so fast. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> his dad, I, it's, it's implied that his dad does convert to Catholicism. Yes, which, and lives. Yes. Same with her mom. That's what you do, my man. Like, what are you well, doing? Well, not when you're a dumb kid who's like an idealist. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, that's the, these are like people's first serious relationship in college where they learn about socialism for the first time. That's exactly oh the vibe I got. Exactly. Like, we're going to clothe all the homeless. I'm like, they're getting murdered. Uh, immediately. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, she may have actually done some of that historically because that would be a smart play. In nine days? Yeah. I mean, she might have passed all kinds of crazy ass proclamations that never happened. The messenger didn't even get to the south of England or like the north of England. Until. Well, Mikey, that's why it's not in our history books. It's in England's. Just <laughs> it probably took them seven of those days to get the first message that she was queen out to the furthest town. <laughs> Do you or know whatever. how long it took to carve that new shilling? Uh, <laughs> Under nine days, I guess. Like. Under nine days. Um, here's my thing. One of my favorite quotes from Blackadder is when he says, Sir Thomas More famously forgot to say, I recant my Catholicism, basically being like, you could have stopped yourself from dying. All you had to say was, I recant my Catholicism. And it's the flip in this movie where all she had. Well, now here's the thing, though. 
they do quiz her on the sacraments and i'm like seven who where the where are the other five <laughs> like i would not have well, known I'm glad you asked because he goes through all of them <laughs> Paige. i know i know i know you could cut 50 to 60 minutes out of this film and we wouldn't miss it this is the first movie we've done that you could easily cut a full ass hour a out full of hour there well the when she's walking to the throne it's like five minutes what's your favorite quote from this film oh the the quote about joining the life invisible where she is assured of pure bliss that's the best quote in this movie hands down couldn't hear any of them because of the terrible audio mix that was on Amazon oh, Prime. Yes. Yeah. yeah, because this is an old... Mo- now, here's the thing. I watched it on my TV in my living room instead of in my headphones, and it, it did not bother me as much. Oh, well, but- here at a beach house, oh, it wow. sounded like people whispering in a corner and then a live medieval band marching through the living room. <laughs> Mikey's all rich with his beach house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my beach house But a beach house you have access to for the week mm-hmm. Yes, yes Right? That's what you do when you rent a beach house <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you like a temporary owner So oh, yeah. Mikey, yeah, Mikey owns a beach, a beach house, guys This Okay, this film might be the worst movie to watch on a beach vacation Oh, that makes sense <laughs> To be fair, I did not plan for you to have to watch this on your beach vacation. But Paige, I would also argue this is the worst movie to watch at home. <laughs> I gave you three <laughs> options. You both picked this one. And then I gave you a mulligan of like, do you want to pick again? And you guys said no. I'm not doing it. I picked up your Grease 2 vibes. <laughs> I guarantee you if Mikey hadn't already started the movie, he would have said yes. Like if he wasn't already yes. an hour committed, he would have pulled the ripcord for sure. No, me watching this film as Beach Mikey was like the multiverse clashing. I was just like so <laughs> different that you're just like, what is this? My mom was like, this movie's terrible. And I was like, this movie is terrible. Thanks, okay, mom. But Im- Im- imagine this movie if it was just act two. <laughs> then it's just the end of the first season of Bridgerton and we're all having a good time. <laughs> I mean, if we actually got any of the romance, like this movie completely skips any reason for them to be in love. Uh, except they're young and hot. Yeah, there well, it is. Uh, sure, I would yeah, <laughs> but they're not in love at that point. They're just banging it out. And they're like medieval hot. Like I said, it's it's Romeo and Juliet in this movie, yeah. but I would fully cut the first like 40 minutes down to about 10 minutes and put that extra 30 minutes in with them on their honeymoon just so they have more time to get to know each other and stuff. So we believe it a little bit more because they are on that honeymoon for like two to three weeks. Yeah. We just only see like four shots of it. You know what I would have loved? Any of that. That would have been great. <laughs> right? No, I'm with you, Todd. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you about it. What are it. you talking about? I want to see people I never see again plotting for half an hour. Oh, my God, Mikey, yeah. Also, I couldn't hear them. I did see them for that half an hour. Subtitles, baby. That's the only way I got through it. I'm going to be honest with you. They're all, like, important <laughs> historical figures. And oh, so I think that's I, why they're yeah. putting them there. I'm just like, guys... Just cut to the cut to the sex. Of course, they're historical figures when characters who clearly know each other in the scene are like saying things like, "Oh yes, John Dudley." Like you're not gonna say their whole name if you're friends. <laughs> their whole name, unless they're super super important. Yes, that famous historical figure, John Dudley, with all of the holidays and songs about them. Isn't that his name? It is his name, but it does just because it's not holidays and songs. Like it changes. Changes the course of England for a while, dude. Yeah, I'd stop caring about that when I threw tea in a harbor or whatever. <laughs> 
there's only one John Dudley, and he was a member of the Dudley Boys in the 80s, and they they were world wrestling tag team champions. But what essentially this is, is like the Dudley Boys wanted to be king and was sort of regent for Edward. So like yeah. schemed behind the scenes to make the woman who marries his son queen yeah. because he wants to rule. So like, and they fail. <laughs> oh shit! I thought this was about Professor X with his first <laughs> brand with Lady Jean Grey. Yeah. Oh, I'd be here to watch that. But the, part of the reason that he wants he's trying to keep that control is because he wants to keep the country Protestant. Yes. And so, like, he can't have Mary because she's Catholic. He can't have Elizabeth because she's technically air quotes a bastard. Although. What happens in this movie is basically what happened to Anne Boleyn. Almost exactly. She just had more time. Uh, like, Although this was more or less a coup and Anne Boleyn was just married in. But yeah. Well, but it, that, it took basically a coup because they ousted all the Catholics, a yeah. bunch of the like advisors. So it's, it, was it just more took than a longer. Coup. They switched religions. Yeah, yeah, they took longer. But part of the biggest reason, and they, they hint at it in this movie, but if you don't know your history, you might not catch it. Uh, when the wars happened, they stole everything from the monasteries. It's in their houses. Yeah. So they don't want a Catholic queen because they're going to get killed if that happens. So they're like, it is life or death. Yeah, yeah. or at least robbed. Like, yeah. I mean, they, they would have lost a lot had that happened. Probably killed for the amount of people they killed killed to get to get that stuff yeah so you know that i mean that's why but yeah she just gets caught in the crosshairs yeah she does and her parents and that john dudley doesn't care about his son like yeah. they're just like risking these children mm -hmm. because they want to save themselves from you know a hardship yeah they have other kids and that's why you have multiple so you can use <laughs> one as a pawn that would be like the equivalent like if i had three boys i'd be like I'd send my middle child to the January 6th thing. What? Why? Why are you sending anyone to that? Well, you just got to hedge your backs to like get your family to gain more power. That's how politics works. But it's just your middle son. So if they get murdered, your oldest is still there to be your heir or whatever. That's a bad take. I don't think you I don't think you want to be on microphone saying that. Actually, I think this is how Robert Kennedy ended up the way he is. So like, I think Mikey might be on to something. I don't know. I don't like Robert Kennedy the way he is. I don't like the way he is either, but he is the opposite of his family. You have your first burned child who's like the heir. You have your baby who like, you know, you love, gets all the attention. Your middle child, which is the traditional political pawn. Usually it's the oldest male child. Actually, no, Todd, oddly enough, this does hold true because <laughs> Anne Boleyn's older sister was the one that they hedged their bets on originally. And she does potentially have a child with Henry VIII, but they never get married. That's because she put out before she got married. Exactly. Yeah. They rest their political aspirations on Anne. And then she does have a younger brother that a lot of people say that she was having an incestuous affair with i don't believe that but of course not. people said it to slander her and call her a witch of course uh, so that is the model that mikey just displayed yeah i mean not to bring us back to this movie but i will say in the subgenres of monarchy secession crisis rom-coms this is my yeah. least favorite my favorite <laughs> king ralph yeah I do like King Ralph. Well, I've decided that I, because I don't usually pick in sequential series is for this podcast. I do on Horror Virgin. I've decided this is now Royal Fall. Hell yeah. So page. I'm going to pick a bunch of, of weird monarchy movies. You're welcome. And not necessarily any particular monarchy, just ones 
I like. And I will say, she's already told me the two, the two she's picked. It's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fucking wild. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Oh, Paige. Well, I guess and Mikey. I wrote a Mikey joke for this movie. Okay. Oh, my God. Do you want to tell it now or do you want to tell it later? This is what Mikey would say. Mm. This is all just a cautionary tale about the hardships that are sure to follow when you let a woman lead. That that is what Mikey would say, unfortunately, and I don't feel welcome anymore. So I never said that. No, but people are saying. Fuck <laughs> you. Anyway, I don't know why, but uh, I'm going to start trying to write a Mikey joke for every movie because that makes. <laughs> I just enjoyed the mental exercise of writing a Mikey joke. I did like that they threw uh, money at the poor people who attacked them, and then then they threw it back. Oh, you mean the only heroes of this movie? The poor people who throw the money at them? I, I feel like her mom is the ultimate villain of this film, and I will make my case through the throughout the film. I think it's a very easy case to make. <laughs> and her dad, which is like, I'm going to do one thing. Her dad at least tries to redeem himself no, later, but ends up getting her killed. ends up getting her killed because he's a fucking moron. Yes. Captain Picard, my ass. <laughs> like I couldn't count his way out of a paper bag. I know. No, he does, but his intentions were out of guilt for her, at least, which her no. mom feels zero of. No. His intentions were to make sure that he is as close to the regent as possible. He is a self-serving dick who got his daughter killed. But only if he could win. I like, know. That, that's the thing. And he couldn't. So, like. It's not an allegory for women leading. It's an allegory for, for women, women reading. reading. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, fuck you. That's what led to all of these problems. <laughs> no, Mikey. No, I told you my joke. Right on. Perfect impression. <laughs> they they were kind of bad at leading. Like they left out the whole politics part. Well, they're also teenagers. Yeah. Lady Jane was 17 when she was killed. So like, yeah. They were very young. I don't know how old her husband was, but he's he's within a couple years of her. They're not very different in age. My favorite part is that everyone who looks like a grandpa was probably like historically he's like thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, I've been around for four generations. Like Captain Picard is thirty-two. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Carrie Elvis is like I'm thirteen. <laughs> I know I look twenty-four or whatever. <laughs> also, hot take. Mm. Captain Picard looked great in a skirt. I'm just going to say it. That dude could rock a skirt. I honestly, I think he just looks pretty good in this movie just in general. He does. He's at peak Picard. He is. I, this is like, it's before that though, right? It's literally like one year before that. It's one year before Next Gen. So oh, he probably man. like did this and then immediately found out he got Next Gen, I would guess. Whew. So glad he did. That dude's the best. I know. The best. I did think it was the ultimate white woman move to go in actual white face for the majority of this movie. Oh, you mean her mom? <laughs> yeah. She looks like she's missed out fire without the fa the face mask on, like face in the cake or whatever. What do you expect? She's 28 years old. <laughs> 
<laughs> she is a spinster at that age, She's my She's almost game. a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact, though, uh, the lady who takes over, Mary, she died at like 42. Yeah. So, like, yeah, their lifespans were short for sure. I mean, comparatively speaking. Yeah, she dies not long after because ultimately Elizabeth does take over, but. Yeah, and she she ruled for a while and then. A and then, long time. And then she died without having an heir. So it went to King James, right? Yes. Air okay. quotes unmarried, although there are rumors of her dibble dabbling with any number of men at court. But yeah. I mean, good for her. Go for her. She's the queen. Queen gotta get some D. Get some. And by yeah. D, I mean every duke at court. Mm. <laughs> I mean, if you're watching the Tudors, the Duke of Suffolk. Like, that's what you want. <sighs> I Suffolk through this film. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, maybe we should Suffolk through forcing our listeners to go through it scene by scene. So, you want to get into the movie? I will. And I will spare you roughly 40 minutes of this film. <laughs> oh, but I have jokes written. No, well, let's wait, go. I'll, I'll let's go, do I'll it. I'll go through. And if you have one, stop me. But like... I don't. <laughs> thus, okay. The first 40 minutes. So, we open with a title card that basically explains that Henry VIII had died and he only has three heirs. Two are ruled illegitimate uh and then his son edward is now a teenager but very sickly and has been sickly his entire life uh and had a essentially like a advisor if you want to call it that way which was his uncle the duke of somerset uh but then that guy gets beheaded in the first like 10 seconds of this movie yeah and they're like he's the good duke and i'm like well if he's so good why are they beheading him and that was the Rodney Dangerfield joke I wrote for this episode. Oh. oh. I thought he was good because those people underneath his uh, execution thing were going to drink his blood because it tasted good. I don't know. It was a weird little cutaway. Fun fact, this is a vampire movie. But I do know that they, people did used to catch the... Anyway, he is beheaded. They catch the head. They Yeah, they catch the head. We see him line up to catch her head at the end. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like the t-shirt cannon of 1533 <laughs> or whatever the fuck this is. 1552. 1552. Mikey, I think that's the closest you've ever estimated a date, and I'm so proud it of you. It says it in some point in the movie. It does. It's 1552. Uh, it says it right before this happens. Anyway, so... <laughs> At this point, they are going through the king's will and they're like, hey, you who uh, there is a cousin that is technically next in line. Maybe we can marry her to the king so that they we can like solidify the power. That's the initial plan. Yeah. To inbreed, you know, like the monarchy does. Yeah. Like the monarch. Now, granted, she is not his first cousin. She is actually further away than that. So they are still cousins, just not first cousins. And honestly, that's great. Monarchically speaking, or however you say Monarchically speaking, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty good. Uh, I, I'll brief explain her of how they are related. So Henry VIII, three kids. Edward is his kid. Jane's grandmother is Henry's sister. Yeah. So uh, then her mom, so she's like once removed. Yeah, they're one generation removed. Yeah. It's one generation removed, but cousinly. I don't know what that yeah. is. Second, first I, cousin? I think she, second cousin? I think she's his first cousin once removed. She, she might be second cousin. I don't know. If anyone has my last name or any last name of any maiden name in my family, I don't have sex with them. Like, that's my <laughs> rule. Well, and they would have had two different <laughs> last names still. But anyway, that's how they're related. So. They decide to go talk to her and just be like, hey, yo, what's up? 
Uh, so her family's out hunting. She's at home reading because that's what she do. Yeah, she's a smart little girl. I mean, she's like yeah. 15 or something, but yeah. Yeah, and this is where she meets uh, Dr. Feckenham, who is the advisor to Queen Mary, who is her cousin, or rather, I'm sorry, Princess Mary, who is her cousin, Henry VIII's oldest daughter by Catherine of Aragon. That's why she's allying with Spain. Anyway, I so, love Aragon, man. I know. He's the best in Lord of the Rings. So good. Vigo Mortensen, sexy which, as hell. Which house has the dragons? <laughs> Honestly, probably Spain, but they don't really. Yeah. Spain just feels right. Yeah, right? Uh, anyway, she we establish here that she is kind of a bookworm, but that she and her cousin Edward are very, very close. They seem to be very close friends, and they would have grown up together as children. Yeah, they probably would have hung out at court together. Also, they're the same age yeah. we establish. So there, there is a kinship there. Sure. Like, I, it makes complete sense that they would be, like, pushing them towards getting married. And it would make sense that they would want to get married because they are far enough in you know, family away to right. be able to get married at the time. And they would probably have been friends, right? Yes. Which is like more than you can ask for at that time, right? At the time, yeah. yes. I, I think if they had said to her, hey, you have to marry Edward, I think she would have been happy about it. Me too. I she, she would have been fine. You wouldn't have had to spank her on the butt to submission. Like you that wouldn't have had nuts. To, to beat her into submission. That shit's insane. We'll get to that in just a yeah, second. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway. So she and Edward, buddies. But as they're hanging out, Edward just passes the fuck out because Edward, super sick. In fact, dying. <laughs> yeah, they are like walking on the other side of like the moat, I guess is what you'd call it. <laughs> and he like is talking to her like normal. And then out of nowhere, he's like, Jane, I feel faint. And then faints. And then she doesn't say shit, man. She keeps her Yo, mouth she's shut. Like, oh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because she doesn't tell anybody about it. Well, yeah, because like he got an erection and passed out. And it was like weird for everybody. <laughs> is that what it was? He's That's like, where all the blood went. It's oh, no. so big. He only had blood enough for one thing. And that's what happened. <laughs> It's like the size of a leg. Um, <laughs> anyway, she doesn't tell anybody at the request of Northumberland, who's basically just like, hey, bitch, you don't say shit. And she's like, OK, all right, I won't. Um, but this is where he starts scheming with her mother yes. in particular, because he's like, yo, I've got three sons and they've met her. His older two sons have been at the balls earlier or whatever. And he's like, I've got a third one, and he's definitely a cool guy. And then we cut to him just like passed ass out in a brothel. Yeah, he's like playing dice, I think, the first time we see him in a yeah. brothel yeah. bar kind of thing. And he's like fighting, and it's, I mean, it's Carrie Ellis being awesome, but yeah, yeah. oh, yeah. He's not like an upstanding, holy gentleman like his dad no. was just portraying him as. Yes, uh, but this kind of plants the seed. We cut yeah. to London, spring of 1553 where Jane goes to visit Princess Mary because Princess Mary is visiting in London and Princess Mary is Catholic. Uh, but they are cousins. Um, and so Mary is just like, hey, nice to see you, but watch your back, bitch. Like, yeah. I'd take care because I think Mary has already kind of figured out the machinations of what's probably going to happen. I assume she left beforehand because she knew it was going to happen and went yep. to go consolidate support from Spain. So she yep. went to another holding of hers or of her family's and just mm -hmm. held out there and wrote Spain and hoped they sent troops. And they clearly did. Yep. Now, at this point, we cut to Jane's family, Jane's mom, Guilford's dad, yeah. uh, Northumberland, uh, and her mom is like, hey, I think she, maybe she should marry the king because like yeah. they like each other. They're friends. They're the same age. And Northumberland's like, bad news bears. That kid's 
dying like super fast super dying <laughs> yeah he's got a disease he's got tuberculosis <laughs> yeah 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 or was slowly being poisoned by the duke of northumbria but i mean who knows could easily be that too well he did smoke until he was six years old so <laughs> <laughs> i mean he was like 15 when he died so he i mean he had a good long life yeah 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 yeah, yeah. that's middle-aged <laughs> it's not anyway he's dying and uh so northumberland's like actually your daughter should marry my youngest son but then we'll still get her declared queen and her mom is like the what and he's like bitch i see all the fancy shit in your house and i know you stole it from people who be dead because they were catholic so do you want to keep do you like your life do you want to keep all this nice shit and she's like yeah i do i am a greedy bitch take my daughter uh now they then just tell jane they're like you're gonna marry this guy they have not asked guilford (laughs) There was no discussion with him at all. They're just like, Jane, you're going to marry him. And she's like, no, and flips the fuck out. I think because she wants to marry Edward because they do say like, hey, he said yes. And she's like, he would never. Yeah. So they beat her for two days. Yeah. It's bad. It's ridiculous. At least she learned her lesson. Oh, it's bad. (laughs) I mean, literally all someone had to do was tell her, hey, the king is dying. He is not going to marry anyone. And we need to marry you to someone for reasons. And right. she probably would have been like, oh, shit, my friend is dying and the person I was hoping to marry. Yeah. But like, yes, of course, we have to move on with our lives. And if it's what he if it's what the king wants me to do, of course I will. Right. Yeah. But instead of including her in the discussion, they just take her to a room and beat her for two days. Yeah, they just so, beat her for two days. You know. They're like, her brain is too smooth to understand. <laughs> well, we don't talk of brains. That's uh, You're going to get burned at the stake there, lady. Yeah, what is this, science? <laughs> what is this, magic page? But I could tell they're rich because their child beating room is larger square footage than my current house. Right, the gallery. Yeah. This is our gallery where we just beat children. Our beat children's <laughs> gallery. Oh my god. If you come down at seven, you'll see the show well they be, they cane her for two days straight. it's fucking terrible Dude, it's when the awful. king shows up and they he like consoles her some and he's like trying to like make me feel sorry for him because he's dying but the way he's doing that <laughs> is being like oh i didn't get beat as a child my parents had a child brought in that they would beat him instead of me isn't that hard for me to have gone through <laughs> no you fucking spoiled little bitch like what are we doing yeah I, that is oh i'm sure that was real too like I'm that's sure. the thing i'm sure yes. it's real i'm not mad at the movie i'm mad at <laughs> yeah. the monarchy in, of england in the 1550s like that is insane yeah it's it's wild for sure but there are no good characters in this movie like at all except for maybe the poor people that were branded they're probably fine everyone else is like terrible i I mean i would say close second is jane and guilford because they are idealists but they have no practical understanding of how that bears and out they are children so yes and they are children they fair. are children yeah. they're like <laughs> all we have to do is get the factories to make clothes and everyone will be warm and you're like well that's a little bit more complicated <laughs> hey, than that this, and this is like a capitalistic yeah, also what's a factory yeah what's a factory <laughs> you can't just tell the spanish ambassador to fuck off like girl no yeah yeah who i'm sure would have told her hey mary's on her way <laughs> Like, she would have gotten a heads up. 
Oh, it doesn't matter. When they had a heads up because the council chamber had abandoned them, they yeah. slept in that room until yeah. the guards showed up to arrest them. Instead of running away. Idiots. Yes. But also, they're children. children. So they're like, children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't have to run away, Todd, because they could have been like, yeah, spectacle, testicles, wallet, watch. Okay, don't have to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're telling the atheist they should. Listen, if I was in jail and they said, you can get out of jail if you convert to Catholicism. I'd be like, let's do this, baby. <laughs> like, what? what are we talking about? I, I'm a little older now. I'm a realist. And I get that there's a place for idealism or whatever, but like... Not at this place. Living to fight another day is also a lesson you should learn in your life. I mean... <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Yeah. And I would have been like, hey, same Jesus, right? Cross, cross, cross. Let me free! And then I would have run as far as I could go. Yeah. yeah. And, and like a thousand years they're all be like they're like allies or whatever they're like whatever yeah the reformation was it even correct who knows i don't know don't cut my head off how dare you bring <laughs> martin luther into this that's after this uh, why obviously no, is wait it? when was martin luther before this when oh my god it? i thought he was the 1960s sorry <laughs> <laughs> oh bastard 95 theses oh it was just before this page it 15, was 1517 yeah. yeah 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 because henry okay. the eighth was was reading his that's right a lot that's of his right. writings and pamphlets to do the church of england is yeah, whatever anyway that's right Anyway, Jane flips the fuck out, but the king comes and is like, I'm sorry, they beat you within an inch of your life. I would like you to marry this guy. And she's like, you would. And he stopped short of being like, bitch, I am dying. Help yourself. Yeah, you know, exactly. Whatever. But instead of that, he's like, here's a marionette. Let's play yeah. with it for three full minutes of this <laughs> two and a half hour movie. He was just being like, this is what they're going to do to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is what you are. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so was he, though, fully. Fully. I mean, because he's a fucking child. Anyway. He was 15 or whatever. Yeah. So he's dying. And we cut to him literally like actively dying and the doctors are there and Northumberland is like I need more time because I need to marry these two people off and fix the will what can we do and the doctor's like dude he's gonna die this week yeah. and he's like anything you can do to and he's like we could give him arsenic and he'll technically be alive but he'll be in excruciating pain so it's basically like we could poison him for a month does that work for you and he's like perfect do it <laughs> you're just like what a monster oh yeah. my god there are no good people in this movie except for the kids yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. uh anyway at this point he's like go find my youngest son and this is where they pull him out uh like they invade a brothel they find him clean him up pull him out and they literally drive him to the palace the next day and they're like you're getting married fucking tomorrow yeah. <laughs> like have fun with that Nothing you could do about it. Which I'm not sure how uncommon that was. It's not uncommon. <laughs> this whole scene played out at my friend's bachelor party. Wait. Oh, what? What? Well, like, you know, we went out. Then we had to drag them back in. We went gambling. There was people. We had to pull them out. You know, when we went and got married, the next day, it's fine. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure he, like, knew he was getting married. I don't think Guilford did. I think Guilford like arrived there the day before and was like married. Oh shit. I should probably meet her. <laughs> like great. I think they meet mark. once before they actually do get married. Right. That one time. And he's a total asshole about it. It worked out for them. Maybe this is what I should do. Yeah, Mikey. They did find true love in the nine days they were married or whatever. <laughs> no, they're married for like two weeks. And then the nine days is from when Edward dies and she gets declared 
queen, then it's nine days from that point. So they yeah, they may have been married a whole month or so. I think they're married for a month, but I think they're actually in jail together for like an additional almost a year. They do they share a cell the whole time, or is it just that one night? They get set. They get separated a couple different times. I'll burn a fun fact, I guess. Right, a super sad fun fact right now. Mm. Uh, but while he was imprisoned away from her, the real person this is about carved her name inside his cell at the Tower of London, and you can still see it there today. What the fuck? That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's super sad, but it's cool you can go it's see it. Like, sad. that's awesome. Yeah. I love history like that. Like, that's so fucking cool. And then he drew boobs underneath it, and it was just awful. And you can still <laughs> see those boobs today. You can today. still see the boobs. <laughs> I, did, I did go to the Tower of London uh, when I, the last time I was in the UK and went to where they killed Anne Boleyn, and I was like, this is a real bummer. <laughs> and then they had the crown jewels on display. I was like, wow. Do you think people that they stole these from are mad? Yes, they are, Paige. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. England yeah. is so pretentious. This is like if we made a movie about like my mayor mayoral election happening in our city. This is so like I don't know. We absolutely would do that, Mikey. Mikey, America will make movies about people who didn't even get close to winning elections. <laughs> like we are very self-absorbed. So is England. We learned it from watching them, Paige. We <laughs> learned it from watching them. Are you a loyalist, Paige? No, I'm just saying you know, apple doesn't fall too far from the tree. Are you a Benedict Arnold? Oh, Paige, I knew it. <laughs> Benedict Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie, at least Carrie Elwes's like introduction to this movie reminds me of The King. Have you guys seen The King? On it's on Netflix now, but it's like a 2019 movie with like Timothy Chalamet. But it's I think it's really great. It's based on the Henry uh, Shakespeare's Henriad. It's really good. Yeah, I don't. I just don't really do Timothy Sham Sham uh, Chalamet. Chalamet. It's like your parents were always pretentious. That's how you say it. Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> I just I. D- He's fine. I like him in Dune or whatever. He's so good in Dune. Yeah. I just people try to make him like a heartthrob, and I'm like, no, he's too pointy. I can't do it. If you're like super into Final Fantasy, like I get why you'd be into Chalamet, but like he is rather waifish, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, whereas you are more into cable knit muscly dudes. Absolutely. I like famous people that I know I could beat up. So Chalamet is <laughs> like up your alley then yeah like i don't see chalamet being cast as like batman anytime soon but unless i don't know i don't know they cast pattinson and i'm pretty sure we could all beat him up i don't think so i think he bulked up for that role <laughs> yeah he did good he didn't though there was like news stories about it where he like refused to go to training and shit god damn it that sounds just like my boy robert what that does sounds that like sound like batman for sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah robert peter pattinson <laughs> anyway back to this movie Uh, They meet each other and she's just like, hey, I know we're getting married, but could we be friends and live separately? And he's just like, oh, yeah, bitch, I was hitting all the bitches last night and I was drunk and gambling and it was a good night until I had to get married to fucking you. And you're like, wow, they are teenagers. It's like every first date I go on pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) You You admit that you were with a sex worker the night before? I think I understand why your first dates are not being so successful. Yeah, I think so. I believe in radical honesty. At least have the decency to lie. (laughs) (laughs) But this is, it's very 15 year old of like, my dad said we had to go out, but I'm not going to like it like that very much so. But daddy only shaves once a month. And you know what? 
Thank goodness. Mm. He does have big Outlander vibes of being like the most attractive person <laughs> in 1533, though. Yeah, so the I, most yeah. showered man in England. Well, everyone else is aggressively like 60 playing a 40 year old, you know, like yeah. 30, 30 year old. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Mid 30s <laughs> for sure. Yeah. They didn't have retinol back then, Mikey. You got to forgive their faces. This is the thing about the Tudors as well, where they there's a handful of them in the Tudors where there's like some of the younger guys are kind of good looking, but you you can't miss him. Henry Cavill in like every scene he's in. It's just like, yeah, the most showered man in England. Yeah. There he is. The only hot dude in England. <laughs> the only hot dude in England. And the rumor is, Paige, he still is. Oh, man. Right now he's rocking like some, uh, what's the guy, Reed Richards, kind of like a little gray on the sides with curls on the top. Oof. Oof, magoof. Yes. Man. Here for it. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry, I just watched this movie, so I'm exhausted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I just watched this movie, so I'm sleepy. I'm very sleepy. I did take a nap after I watched it. I was like, oh my God. I had to drink an energy drink, but of course it is 8.30, so. This is full of monster. Hell yeah, Paige. I, res- <laughs> I respect the grind. So are these shorts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my dear sweet Jesus. Oh God. <laughs> is that why people run from you? <laughs> Or hobble away, baby. (laughs) Anyway, we cut to her wedding. (laughs) Wedding. uh, And her wedding, like, feast after, which goes on way too long. But what I do love about it is... It's shot in real time. Yeah. It is shot in real (laughs) fucking time. Uh, Here's what I love about it. Because the Tudors used to do this, too, where they have, like, shows and dancers, like, in the feasts. And if you watch this one girl... And I'd never noticed this before, but there's one girl with a conch, a conch, <laughs> that's just like, just holding it up in the background. And she'll just like dance around and hold it up. But they cut to these dancers like messing up the human knot and like bumping into each other. And it's just kind of, I think, meant to be comic relief. But I'm like, this is taking forever. I know. It's <laughs> like, too long. And it really is just like him getting shit faced. Yes, completely shit faced because when they eventually go up to their bedroom to air quotes consummate, which, by the way, people would have tried to watch. So, like, I'm sure they did consummate that night because you like had to He's passed out. Well, I mean, I mean, like in real life. Oh, in real life. Yeah, probably. In this movie, he's passed out. So, like, oh, yeah, in this movie, they don't because he's passed out. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is the movie trying to, like, sweeten up some history and be yeah. like, she definitely wasn't assaulted. They got to know each other. Uh, but <laughs> real life, probably not. Probably not. This real life story is terrible for Lady Jane because it is just like her getting married off at a really young age, then used as, as a pawn and then murdered because her dad's a fucking idiot. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's terrible. It is. Although. Even in history, it seems like she and Guilford do eventually at least have very strong feelings for each other. I mean, hell, he carved her name in stone. It was your first sexual partner ever, at least for her and him probably. And they were only together a month. How much can you hate someone you're fucking in a month? That's true. But then the whole prison thing. But still, yeah. She had Lady Jane has this strong like. I go to youth group a lot vibe and like tried to run a country like that and then it killed her. And you know what? That's fine. Yep. But we cut to them headed to their honeymoon the next day. And this is where they encounter the poor people where he then at like later that night has to be like, hey, bitch, maybe you have been sheltered too much to understand, but your parents took their land and that's why they're homeless and need to beg for money. And then you and your parents and the people who make laws branded them for asking for that money and enjoy your honeymoon on their land, basically. 
Yeah. It's pretty terrible. These are the only people I was like, I like those people in this movie. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, get away from my cart. Of course. Rich bastard with your fucking beach house. <laughs> anyway, um, this is also where we find out that his dad gifted them a set of glassware that will come into play later in the movie. I can't tell you how much I hate that scene, Paige. Well, as I was watching it, I was like, I was like, I love how they're like, freedom from the classes. And I was like, you mean the people who are going to have to clean up all this glass? Yep. It is the most fucking socially unaware scene I've ever seen. But they are children of like, children. you know, affluence. Like that's how they would act. Yeah. But you just saw those servants' eyes, like, because they're talking also about like socialism. So these servants yeah. are like, one, I got to clean up this mess. <laughs> Two, these kids are being murdered very yeah. soon. This <laughs> very is not going to work. Well, and but that's what I, I kind of like. It's the the people who it's like your heart is in the right place, but you are so far removed you don't even understand how to help. Yeah, and it's it's that. Anyway, they on their honeymoon are kind of like at each other the first night of just like fuck you you know don't break glasses whatever and then the next day he just kind of like watches her from afar and then later that night is like I'm sorry I was an asshole tell me about the things you believe and then they end up making out and having sex because they're children and they're trapped together in a house I believe if you just ask God to come into your heart that you can live a fulfilled <laughs> life and I just want to say I feel Jesus in this youth group tonight and then they hooked up which is a lot like my youth group experience and so like <laughs> here for it. they're married so it's fair game. You think the 17-year-olds weren't married in my <laughs> No, I know they <laughs> were, Mikey. But I, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's fair. It's, as far as youth group rules go, it's fair game. But what Paige just described is... Like literally on the flip of a dime Carrie Elwes goes from being the worst Dude ever to being madly In love with Lady Jane yeah. But there is no like them falling in love It's just like he walks over and's like right. Hey so what's your deal boom they're in love Like it's yeah. it's not It's like the opposite of romantic no, He's like what's your deal on like taxation Without representation and she's Yeah, How like, do you feel about the gold standard Because I think it fucking rocks fiat currency Should die <laughs> A shilling isn't even worth a shilling I know that is <laughs> legit one of their conversations page he splooshes his pants when she agrees with him he's like oh oh, oh, oh my god <laughs> i think for me i'm like yeah it's young carrie elwis like i would take even less convince <laughs> it's her convincing him with her ideas of just agreeing with what he says oh i don't think she needed to convince him at all i think he was in a castle and was like well let's see what this girl's up to like why she's the only one around yes yeah. <laughs> but then like as it goes he gets very protective of her and stuff but yeah yeah of course he does also admit that he didn't have sex with that sex worker he passed out no surprises here he's done it two or three times in this movie yeah that's the lie i'd pass down to history too page for sure <laughs> right? yeah 100 <laughs> percent I was like, sure he did. And she's like, oh, I was the first. I was like, I don't think so. You're my first. That's what I'm going to say on my wedding night. That's going to be the joke. <laughs> You're like, I'm a born again virgin, which is a thing, right? Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of is. people. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, when I was on that first date, like this summer, when they she turned to me and she's like, God's been telling me that I need to be a born again virgin. And I was like, God's telling me it's going to feel chilly tonight, so I'm out. 
And I was like, what do you feel about the shilling? Because, like, (laughs) (laughs) I love the gold standard. Fuck Nixon. Here's my thing. I don't tell anyone when to have sex or when not to. It's your business. Do what you want to do. Call it whatever you want to call it. But, again, if if you're on a date with that person, that's also, you're okay to be like, I'm not going to do that. That's great. I just don't want to shame people who have chosen to do that. That's their business. But also, I I was like, I don't think I could just wait till marriage right now. That's your business too I mean honestly That's what you should do In that situation And I'm sure she was Maybe disappointed But like I don't think she was disappointed She should have been Because you're a catch But She basically all but said You make this an easy choice Hey that, But that's true And that's fine And honestly I'd rather know that On date one Than date seven Yep Monetarily speaking <laughs> Well and just time spent Yes You know Anyway So thus commences the less sexy end of season one Bridgerton of this movie where they're just kind of like around boning, making out, having a good time on their honeymoon, like fun times. But we cut to Edward, her cousin, the king, who is actively dying, both of arsenic poisoning and just regular reasons. And they force him to sign a will that names Jane as his successor. And they tell him that because they threaten that basically they're like, if you let a Catholic on the throne, you go to hell. Yeah. Is what they tell him in the scene. Yeah. I mean, they definitely manipulate him even in the movie. They don't necessarily force him to sign it in the movie. Well, that was all, that was basically the Sermon on the Mount, just like right there. I'm not sure Mikey knows what the Sermon on the Mount was. I don't think he does. I don't think so. (laughs) No, it was Jesus' big Sermon on the Mount. He he broke the fish in two and spread them around and more fish happened. I mean, that does happen during that time. I just don't know how it relates to this scene. It means... What they're saying is not true to any faith of the because Jesus never said shit about all this stuff that they're fighting about. That's true. That's true. Which Jane brings up later. Oh yeah, in the worst time to bring up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, worst. That's time the to- dumbest. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I've ever well, seen. Actually, it's not in the scripture. I was like Jane. I, I know that Jane just be like, I'll eat fish on Fridays. Sure, like come Jane, on. Jane, <laughs> I realize you're a 17 year old girl, but stop acting like a 17 year old girl. 17 year old girl. They're gonna kill you. <laughs> yes. Anyway, they kill her. Um, <laughs> plan, plan with Guilford to lie to these people and then run. Yes, <laughs> like, yeah. Or just live out your life rich. I would run because they would definitely still try to kill her. There's no way they weren't going to try to kill her. So if they let her out for even a second, run. Yeah, that's probably true. If they could have yeah. lived till Elizabeth reigned, they may have lived. Yeah, if they could have made it to Elizabeth, they would have lived. They probably could have gotten out of exile, but exile probably yeah. is the only thing that would have saved them from Mary. Yes. Because yeah. Mary killed like a shitload of Protestants oh, while she was... God, they called yes. her Bloody Mary because of that, yep. right? So they probably... She probably would have killed them, yeah. Yeah, so they exiled, but then they probably could have come back later, and by then, her mom would have probably been dead, so good for that. Yeah. The villain of this film. Her mom is the villain. Anyway, they get called back to the to the palace and they're like congratulations Jane you're queen and she's just like I don't fucking want this what the fuck like what is happening why no and she literally screams for Guilford who's like hey the queen says get the fuck out like he immediately is like haha she's queen we can we can work this to our advantage yeah uh, but he he basically talks her into doing it not for any nefarious means just because he's a teenager and with ideals and also she didn't have a choice yeah she doesn't have a choice not at all it's even super implied in the movie that she never really wanted to be queen and that yeah. they the parents forced them into it yeah now before they get to the palace we kind of skipped over but we briefly talked about it they do do the 
glass breaking scene where they break, break all the glasses his father gave while talking about the things that they want. While inventing socialism, yes. Inventing socialism? Yeah. Uh, and then being like, clean this up, sir. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most like tone deaf I've ever seen a person be. It's more Stalinistic socialism. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. It's rich teenagers who have just realized there are problems in the world and don't quite yet see their privilege within it no because th- their approach to everything is like well what if everyone was just like rich or whatever what if everyone was just nice <laughs> like, oh, well, all right. anyway she agrees to stay queen so that she can in theory potentially help the people that she wants to help yeah and also they were forcing her she didn't have a choice yeah she, she have does have 20 scenes it's like her parents and her being like but mom i don't want to be queen well, and her mom <laughs> is like her mom stops short of hitting her again only because she's queen yeah because like her mom pulls back as if she's gonna be like i'm gonna punch this little shit and then she's like oh but right you could have me beheaded hi queen yeah <laughs> it's like, yeah yeah. It's it's oof. Anyway. She's like, what if I released all the prisoners? Doesn't matter what they did. She does do that at one point. <laughs> she does that because she needs allies, guys. She wasn't releasing all the prisoners. She was releasing all the prisoners that had influence. So like people who were like earls or mayors of towns right. and shit like that. She was doing that because she had no one to help her. And her parents just fucking abandoned her. Like, I, it's... Well, this it's is, before that point. Well, but, okay. But, like, she had already sent Northumbria to go fight, and that didn't go well. Like, they were fucked. No, 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 She goes, she goes, she reads the scripture. She's like, I should, you don't imprison anybody. Da, 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 yep. And she's like, so we should free all the prisoners. And I was like, yeah. oh, kids. Yeah. Break the glass. <laughs> well, because basically what happens is she's like, here are my demands. And the council is just like, Bitch, no. what? You're a puppet. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? What demands? What are you? You don't have demands. And they have <laughs> laid out a plan to go capture Mary and Elizabeth to solidify Jane's reign. Yeah. Which, if if she had stuck with their plan, maybe that would have helped, but not guaranteed, right? But instead, she changes it. So she sends Northumberland and keeps her dad with her. But her dad's like the military strategist. So essentially, she sends someone inexperienced out to do a very difficult job to begin with. And geographically speaking, and I'm not from England, so I might get this wrong, but I believe her dad was the Duke of that area where Queen Mary, not well, eventually Queen Mary was holed up. So he would be able to garner more support in that area. Northumberland is like up, like it borders Scotland. So like he, like his influence was much further away. Not only that, I believe because they were trying to go to Norfolk. Which I believe is on the east of England. Like it's, it's I don't know. I think I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong. I think it was more a case of they were more Catholic. They had more Catholic people. Sure. And Northumberland yeah. had done a lot of shitty shit to Catholics. And they were like, he's going to be hated there. Like there's yeah. no way he's going to garner support there. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah. And <laughs> at this point, right as they have like crowned Jane, we find out that Elizabeth and Mary found out ahead of time and they booked it out. Well, because they were probably going to get murdered. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's what the plan was. And when Queen Jane's mom has that t- that meeting with like the du- the Duke of Northumberland or whatever, the guy who's planning yeah. the whole thing, Guilford's dad, and she's like, well, if we can't kill them, then we're fucked. We have to not do our plan. And he's like, no, yeah. we, we have to, we've burned our ships, which is like, they've crossed the Rubicon. They can't go back. Right. They can't go back. 
now in that scene where they're like trying to talk her into being queen that this is the most egregious editing issue where she has to walk to the throne and it takes 14 years oh my and it's god like i was like screaming in my notes i was like todd's gonna hate this but, 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 but yes Paige, we see her become queen we see carrie elwes his reaction to her, her becoming queen which makes sense he's the other victim in all of this but yes. then we see everyone else's reaction to her becoming queen and i'm like I don't even know if we know that person's name. I don't <laughs> right, give a shit. We don't care. You haven't heard of Duke Underthorth and of the umbrage <laughs> of this? I was really glad to see Clan McMuffin there, personally. Oh, honestly, <laughs> someone had to represent <laughs> Clan McMuffin. Someone had to represent Clan McMuffin. Hello, Todd. It's Mikey. Hello, Mikey. It's Todd. <laughs> I need to tell you something. Mikey, it's fine. You'll be a great dad. That's We're going to table that. <laughs> but on that table is a delicious factor meal. Yes! What a transition! Oh my God, guys, this actually is a factor ad. That was amazing, Mikey. Mikey here for factor meal. All of our the pod. Heck yeah. We're going to table it. Delicious, already fresh made meals, never frozen. It takes two minutes to warm up, just like Mikey does. I have a busy schedule. I work all day. I have fun too much. I also work at night. I also have too much fun. And I <laughs> have a problem with words. Yeah, words is one. Uh, <laughs> ordering out is another one. Same. I ordered out tonight. Yes. I literally got, let's just say a factor equivalent meal for Natalie and I. And it was like $48 when it could have been way less with factor. Yeah, and I, I struggle with proportions. And factor comes pre-proportioned, pre-prepared, chef re ready. I've used it before. Before they even advertised on the podcast, I used factor meals, especially when I was working a lot during the COVID lockdown. I mean, that was the best time to get on board with factor, except for right now, because <laughs> factor is giving 50% off to all of our listeners. If they go to factormeals.com slash romancingthepod50 and use code romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's code romancing the pod 50 at factormeals.com slash romancing the pod 50 to get 50% off. That's a good deal. Do it. And they have an easy to use app and they never require me to talk about the app. Mikey, that was the end of the ad. That was the I end know. of the ad. <laughs> I'm, I'm still going. All right, factor meals. <laughs> As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. But they decide they're going to be queen. They come with their demands. She switches who she's sending to war. Yeah, she sends Guilford's dad. Yeah. yeah. They begrudgingly do it. And then they're like, perfect. Here's a list of the rest of our demands. And the council is just like, oh, fuck no. And even her mom at one point is like, he, we can control them. He can be controlled thinking that they could puppet them and they're just not puppeting. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, because they're not. They're very much doing their own thing, like which we see when the uh, 
ambassador from Spain comes in and Queen yep. Jane's like, uh, fuck off Spain. I'm inventing yeah. socialism, <laughs> which she's not. I'm giving away my fancy dresses <laughs> to help the needy. She yes. literally was just trying to get support anywhere she could. Like, I honestly understood if you're in that situation, you're definitely going to get murdered if you don't win. Why you're going to start issuing wild proclamations that are never actually going to happen that will make the, like the rank and file people follow you and want you to remain queen right these are like campaign promises that she could never deliver it reminded me of the great if you've watched the great (laughs) which i love the great is a much more fun version of this kind of story Well, because it's it's a comedic premise on history yes this film it would make more sense if they were like todd doing what you said which is like we just want to get more support but this film sells it as like they don't even realize that's what they need (laughs) oh yes yeah in this film they just seem stupid but like historically that's why you would do that and it honestly probably wasn't them it was like the people who were like their regions who were like Mm -hmm. actually running the show you know yeah just reaching for anything that would stop their heads from rolling yeah. most likely anyway uh it's going bad they're losing the battle outside and as that's happening their council abandons them also i'm pretty sure the council was tired of giving things to poor people so <laughs> they ally with the catholics and guilford finds out drags her to the council room where the council is just fucking gone yeah just gone and Instead of running away like they should have, they sleep in that room. That's, Which is oof. so dumb. They're like, we'll just stay here, you we'll know, here. in the capital, in the castle there, and then just like hope that we don't get arrested. Our love will protect us. Uh, well, and no, they do, Mikey. just like they broke the glasses, this time they blow out candles, which at least is less of a cleanup. Right. This couple gives off real, I believe, in the pull-out method energy. I actually hate that you said that, but also fully agree. Like, <laughs> you're definitely right, and I cannot explain why. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, uh, of course we're using protection. He pulls out and you're like, what? It's called the rhythm method. It is. It is called the rhythm method. You need a basal thermometer <laughs> and I don't some, you know, lucky talismans. Anyway, one of the last things she says is they're blowing out the candles is she just says, I want this to be over because I think she's tired of doing it. She's like, I didn't want to do this in the first place. Nothing's working. Everyone hates me. They've all abandoned me. I'm probably going to die. I think yep. even at 15, she's not, you know, or 17 or whatever. Like, I think she realizes like it's. Yeah, of course. This is going to be bad. The movie is telegraphing this with it's like juxtaposing. I want this to end with what Edward said right before they let him die. Yeah. And, her, and she became queen. That's exactly what she, that's exactly what he said. And now she's saying it and, then you're, and you're like, Oh, okay. Well then she's definitely going to die. Yeah. And, and her dad is like, your wish is granted because they've named that one guy, uh, Guilford's dad, Northumberland, a traitor. Mary is now the queen. And she just says, what a relief. And I think her dad is like, Bitch, you don't understand. Like she clearly are, doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> your head's about to roll. She's like, you don't need to worry, Dad. We pull out. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wish they had pulled out of the castle, Mikey, and didn't just stay there to get pregnant. Sorry, get arrested. Not pregnant. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. This movie, like, they're the most naive couple in the history of all couples. Worse than Romeo and Juliet, which is incredible. <laughs> that is a feat, but you're right. Anyway, so her dad and mom abandon her 
Yep. At at the castle, which is wild to me. I'm like, why didn't they be like, bitch, run? Like nothing. Nope. They leave her the fuck behind. And they could have just added that line. They could have taken her with them. And they could be like, well, no, we refuse. We're going to face this. And you'd be like, oh, that's really on brand, but stupid. <laughs> stupid. Yeah. It's real dumb. Very stupid. Uh, but of course, the next day, she and Guilford are taken to their respective cells. They are not allowed to see each other. And she then goes to visit her cousin, Mary. And Mary's like, hey, bitch. Uh, and she's like, <laughs> please don't kill me. And she's like, they really want me to kill you. And she's like, but I, I oh, please don't, though. And she's just like, look, do you promise you won't try to steal my kingdom again? And she's like, oh, my God, of course. <laughs> like, I hated I being never... queen all nine days. It was terrible. I hated it. I hated being <laughs> queen. This is the story of a girl who became queen and then she got killed. And while she looks so sad in the tower there, I absolutely watched her lose her head. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> I haven't thought about that song. <laughs> In How many minutes. heads in the basket that the peasants all grab and they throw around blood? How many? Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I think they were one hit wonder. Um, I lumped them together with Fastball, so they might have been a one-hit wonder, and Fastball had a few hits. Fastball has a few hits, but also I love that it's nine days, like the nine days queen, like we're That's talking about. That's how I about. got there. That's why I chose okay. that to okay. sing. Yeah. High-level jokes. This is the comedy of Todd. <laughs> and by that, I mean mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> mediocre. Anyway, uh, so she's like, I promise I will never try to be queen again. And Mary is just like, all right, fine, just go. And she's like, what about my husband? And she's like, don't give me another reason to kill you. Like, please just go. And, but she does at this point allow her and Guilford to be in the same cell. And she does also sort of allude to the fact that she is going to intervene when Parliament or whoever decides that they're going to be killed for their treason. Right. That she's going to step in and be like, no, I'll pardon you or, or whatever. Right. I'm not quite sure if it's a pardon or whatever, but you know. A reprieve. Yeah. yeah. Save mm -hmm. their lives more or less. Yeah, and we see that Guilford, uh, up until this point, has been locked up with his father. Yeah, which would be a nightmare. Nightmare. Uh, but she's just like, he, that guy's like, well, I guess I'm Catholic now. <laughs> he, he literally does the spectacles, testicle, wallet, watch. Like, he's like, oh, shit. Let's get all seven communions. What, what? <laughs> like, he's going what, what? crazy about it. I did love, as she leaves the meeting with Mary the first time, the Spanish ambassador is walking in and he gives her that oh, side yeah. eye. I was like, hell yeah. Yep. So Guilford and his dad and his dad at one point is just like, I misjudged you because I thought I could control you and clearly I couldn't. And he's like, and now I feel bad because I made you marry this girl that you at least think you're in love with because you're a teenager. Uh, and he's like, do they let you see her? And he's like, no. And he starts crying and you're just like, oh God, <laughs> it's so sad. But also teenagers. Uh, yeah, that made yeah. sense to me. I di what didn't make sense to me was his dad being like, hey man, I really misjudged you. I thought you I could make you my puppet, but because you're not, this is all your fault because right. you weren't my puppet good enough. <laughs> Like, fuck you, old douche. Yes. What are you, 35? God. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, anyway, she and Guilford get a cell together, and they, they seem very happy about it, at least in the film. Then Queen Mary and the ambassador have a conversation where the ambassador's like, oh, did you want to marry our prince? Then you better fucking kill those kids. <laughs> if you want to come party in Ibiza, then you got to kill them kids. <laughs> 
Hey, every every white woman needs to find herself. Eat, pray, love. Eat, pray, Ibiza. Eat, pray, Ibiza. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Ibiza, right? It's Ibiza. 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 There is a wild bad rom-com that I watched one time on Netflix. I watched that too. With the, Did uh, you? With yeah. the, you know what she was going to say? Because <laughs> it's like with called Ibiza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Rob Stark and the... Uh, the chick from Community. Which one? Yes, Jillian. Uh, uh, Britta. Jillian, yeah, Britta. I'm less interested, but still interested. The cast <laughs> is really good. The movie is uh, terrible. It's like if you put all the ingredients in your like vegetable soup, they're like really fresh ingredients, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a great soup, and you stir it up, and you taste it, and you're like, oh, this is dog shit. What happened? That's what <laughs> what that movie. That's that movie, especially because it's, it's, the, it's written by the woman who wrote the movie Fresh. Wow. I know. So does um <laughs> so does Rob Stark eat ass? Uh it implies that Rob Stark does everything and Hell we get yeah. to see a lot of it and I Hell was here yeah. for it. You get it, Rob Stark. King of the North. Let's go. Yes. Hello, Bodyguard. What's up? <laughs> bodyguard actually does slap. I've seen that. Bodyguard fucking slaps. Yeah, man. And also that series on Netflix. <laughs> Both oh, yeah. the Kevin Costner. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. also that bodyguard slaps. Yeah. All variation of bodyguard slaps. Absolutely. Here for it. We should watch that at some point because it is bad and we would laugh at it quite a bit. What, bodyguard? No, Ibiza. We should definitely do Ibiza. Yeah. Yeah, that would be a good one to do because it's terrible. Is it called that? Yes, from 2008. Richard Madden, Gillian Jacobs. How does this have a 3.3 star rating? It had to be 2018, no, Sorry, right? 2018, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Rob Stark's seven in it. Also, <laughs> Vanessa Bayer is in it as well. Nice. Yeah. Did you see they opened a Rip Bodice in New York page? I did. I've been following their uh, build for it because they've been posting it on Instagram. I'm very happy for them. It looks amazing. I can't wait to go. Yeah, Dana from our Facebook group posted about it in our Facebook group. Yeah. I'm very excited to see them expand. Uh the people who run Ripped Bodice are good people. And so I'm glad to see them succeed. I'm also, because I'm in San Diego this coming weekend. Yeah, I saw that. There's a new uh, one in San Diego called Meat Cute that I'm going to check out and see how good that is. Love it. Yes. That's what I'm going to make. I'm going to make a store like that. It's going to be a romance bookstore and a barbecue place. Called Meat Cute. M-E-A-T, yeah. Come on down, get a book and some brisket. Oh my god, I love it. Todd, just so you know, that in Ibiza, the movie, Ibiza. Rob Stark plays a DJ, and they follow him from DJ gig to DJ gig on Ibiza. I cannot wait to watch this movie. <laughs> you know how much training it took Rob Stark to be, learn how to be a DJ? It took seconds. <laughs> seconds? Well, there's, there's also a movie that I have not forced you to watch because it's a real downer and kind of a slog to get through called Monday. Oh, I thought you were going to say Lady Jane. No, I already too too late. Too late. The Jane train Paige, left the station. Paige, I love you and I'm so glad you picked a shitty movie. Cause I like I've picked so many turns. I was like, I rarely oh, do. God. It wasn't me this time. It wasn't you this time. But uh, no, there's a, a movie called Monday, which is Sebastian Stan playing a DJ. And it's but it's one of those movies where couples just argue for like an hour and a half straight, but you do get to see full frontal. So Stand full frontal or Oh yeah. Okay. I'm interested. Little less interested, but I'm still interested. <laughs> That just came out, didn't it? No, 2020. Because it's supposed to be like a one night stand. They try to see if there's a if they yes, can make a relationship yes. of it. Which now here's the one thing I I will say for it. While I don't find it super 
fun to watch because it's you watch people argue for most of the movie and I don't particularly like movies like mm-hmm. that. I do think it's very realistic <laughs> because it's like one night stand. Let's see if it'll work out. And it aggressively does not because they're just like two people who don't fucking know each other <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and I feel like it is very accurate in that way. But I it's one of those ones where you're like, man, we're going to sit through like six arguments in this i love but that we get to see them naked so like you know it's up to you what choose your own adventure I guess. Paige, i can only watch it next like i can't watch it now <laughs> so like you can stop <laughs> selling me on it i'm here for it i'm, I'm not trying to sell you well yeah because i'm already sold <laughs> i bought it on discount it's in my house amazon already delivered it anyway they're in prison together briefly but they are probably gonna get Kill prison sex. Oh, prison. This is the one time that sounds kind of sexy, except then I kept thinking about how many rats and bugs would be there. I mean, but listen, if you're locked in the Tower of London with your significant other, you're gonna fuck, and you absolutely should. Uh, you see, Paige. Todd has a documented history of having sex where there's lots of rats and bugs. And bugs and needles. (laughs) I wouldn't say it's something I'm particularly proud of, but would do again. Here's the thing. You lock me up anywhere with young Carrie Elwes, it's going to happen. Honestly, Paige, if it's just him and me for a long period of time, maybe same. Todd, how long would it even really take? Uh, Be honest. It would take a while, Paige, because, like, I don't know. I'm not super into dudes, so I'm thinking, like, 40, 50 minutes. Yeah, exactly. It's Carrie Elwes, Mikey. It's Carrie Elwes. It's Wesley, as you wish. (laughs) It's the Dread Pirate Roberts. Mm. Yeah. He's living like a king in Asagonia. (laughs) hell yeah Mm -hmm. we haven't had many sidetracks this like we've been staying on topic i know we we blew through this episode and i was like this episode's about to be too short how did that fucking happen i don't think we've ever had this problem (laughs) it's largely because we hated the movie (laughs) i didn't hate it i just recognized that it could move faster (laughs) yeah we're not done with it they whispered in the corner a lot and then i was like where's professor x jane gray is not doing well jane gray yeah. Find all the peasants. Find them all. Yeah. I can't wait to watch the sequel to this, Lady Jane Phoenix Gray. Oh. That's a comic book joke. Wherever he is, John Reisinger is laughing right now. Yeah. Probably not listening. <laughs> no, yeah. Clearly he wouldn't be listening to this. I'm just saying. We just that right summoned now him he with Cerebro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this movie feels like a movie I watched in high school that I didn't pay attention oh, to. Mikey, fully same. This is like when your <laughs> your English teacher uh, had her baby and then the sub and, came yeah, in and was like, we're watching yeah. Lady Jane. You're you like, literally oh. watched Lady Jane for three months while your teacher is like, <laughs> you know, on maternity leave. This would be at least three or four periods. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, now, okay, did you guys have a go-to movie that school would make you watch on, like, a rainy day when you couldn't do P.E. outside or something like that? Apollo 13, Paige. No oh. shit, really? Yeah, we watched oh. that shit so much, and it still slaps. I love that movie. Oh, Mikey, what was yours? I'm trying to think. I don't even remember. Ours, we had two. It was either Hook or Princess Bride. Oh, my <laughs> God. There is no, like, value in that. I watched Apollo 13 in uh, science class because my science teacher quit halfway through my 10th grade year, and we had a 
I am not joking, has to have been 95-year-old substitute named Mr. Haywood, and they never let him actually teach anything. When you saw Mr. Haywood was your sub, you know they were going to wheel in a cart with the TV on it, and you were (laughs) watching Apollo 13. Apollo 13. Uh, So Princess Bride and Hook was primarily for P.E., like when P.E., because we didn't have a gym, or or at least not a a big enough gym. So like if it was raining outside, we probably weren't dressing out or whatever. But but we had to watch other stuff in other classes. Like uh, I took French and we had to watch Count of Monte Cristo, uh, the Henry Cavill one. Oh. Uh, but Ooh. my teacher was like, this is inaccurate to the book. And would, like fast forward through sections of it because part of our French project had been translating it from French into English. Like we had to read it in French and then do reports on it. Uh, and so I didn't <laughs> even realize that Henry Cavill was in it. I was just like. Wow, I guess Guy Pierce is the villain. <laughs> what are we doing? I mean, yes, Guy Pierce is the villain for sure. Oh, cool, great. Of that movie, <laughs> yeah. It got fast forwarded a lot. That and we watched a movie called Au Revoir Les Enfants, which is very sad. If you want to watch a really good French movie, watch Blue is the Warmest Color. Oh, yeah. I don't think they could have shown that in school. <laughs> Mikey, I love that you got that joke because, like, busted, motherfucker. I got oh, you. Oh, I've seen it also. Like, it's I a know sad what's movie, up. too, though. It is so the sad. The French pretty much only make sad movies i have oh. almost picked that movie two pride months in a row <laughs> i'd do it i would 100 percent watch we that movie we have to do it we have to do it we have it's to do it, so I would do sad, it. i'd do that for y'all hell yeah. <laughs> yeah thank you for taking the l for us mikey thank you for doing mm-hmm. it for us the for whole you. reason i didn't pick it is because i was like i would really prefer not to do super sad ones like i would love to have happy ones but eventually the we'll do french it. don't make happy they make they all make sad relationship dramas and then they made the fifth element i don't understand what happened well <laughs> fifth element if you know some of the stories behind it still a sad relationship drama oh yeah because of the whole his ex oh yeah, yeah. i oh, still mm-hmm. love that film anyway back to this mm-hmm. movie i guess yeah uh the armies fail and well <laughs> uh northumberland's armies fail <laughs> queen mary's armies do fine right uh <laughs> but then jane's dad is just like i've got to do this for my daughter and so he's gonna like join up with the other rebels they also fail this is the reason his daughter gets killed though like because they and they even allude to that in this movie because when he of course fails because he's a fucking moron Mm. when he fails they ask well who were they shouting for who were the rebels shouting for and they're like they were saying lady jane so they're like okay well then we have to kill her pugachev pugachev oh no sorry (laughs) can you play this scenario in crusader kings 3 okay the only reason I know any geography of England <laughs> is because <laughs> I have I love played a thousand hours <laughs> of Crusaders Kings 3. Mikey, that's not hyperbole. I can I can screenshot it and show you. I've played a thousand <sighs> hours of that game. It's like my rim world. God damn it, it is, and I love it. Uh, Jake <laughs> bought me a little a hand video game thing so I could play Sonic. Uh, so I'm excited about that. But like old Sonic, like Sonic 2. Hell yeah. Did Sonic 2 teach you the geography of England, Paige? No, just Green Hill Zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, those movies slap. 
They don't like fit into any of our podcasts, but the Sonic movie is better than they have yeah. any right to be. I've not seen any of them, and I love Ben oh. Schwartz. Oh, wow. You, when next time you're feeling down yes. or sick, you have a double feature waiting for yep. you that is the perfect cheer you up kind of double Absolutely. feature. Watch the first one for sure, and then I haven't seen the second one yet, but I heard nothing but good things. Oh, the second one's great, too. It's probably the best work Jim Carrey's done in 10 years as well. Agreed. Well, that does not surprise me at all, but that's good to hear. He was at Roast Battle the other day, and he was not funny there either. Did he try? And be funny he was a judge well i mean and he was just like i think you guys both did great and we were like dude so he wasn't <laughs> trying to be funny <laughs> apparently yeah. not i do sort of get the vibe that jim carrey doesn't consider himself a comic anymore he considers himself an actor so like it doesn't surprise me he went there and just did not make a joke here's what i'm gonna tell you quentin tarantino went there and made hella jokes <laughs> like roll with the room even if you don't consider yourself a comic roll with the room i mean yeah do that but no one's gonna expect quentin tarantino to be funny <laughs> i know yeah. and it was great when he was i know but like that's what i mean he can throw like low lowbrow humor and it's gonna be funny with jim carrey you might expect too much you know I guess Jim Carrey's like a douche So like <laughs> I don't know if he is or not <laughs> But like You know like He just seems pretentious to me Well yeah Cause he's super into painting now Which I do dig But like Nothing Also super into his His wife's anti-vaxxer shit Which I don't dig They're not married anymore Oh are they not married anymore? He had He divorced McCarthy or whatever They divorced And then he kind of had like a weird I think he went through I think he went through some stuff Yeah he's been going through some stuff He like grew that beard And talked philosophy For like six months and I was like, oh, yeah, he's gonna. He did not have a beard when I saw him, but so that's good. He's coming out of it, maybe. I don't know. You could cut most of this. It wasn't funny. I'll keep the good bits. When I when I called Jim Carrey a douche for no reason. Sorry, Jim. <laughs> uh, I don't know you at all. Anyway, back to this movie. <laughs> so the army's chanted her name. It's gonna get her killed because now Spain is like, yo, you better fucking kill those fucking kids. You gotta kill them kids or we won't give you any of our paella. Okay, I'm back on Spain's side. <laughs> just with castanets, just like Which is so funny because Catholics are against abortion. I think you'll find most of them don't give a shit once the baby's born about the baby anymore. They aborted her reign in the first trimester. It definitely would have been the first trimester in nine days, yeah. She might not have even noticed she was queen, Mikey. <laughs> oh, God. Dark truths. Anyway, Spain is like, you can't have our prince or our paella if you don't kill them children. Yeah. If you want the dick, they got to get the stick. Yeah. And by stick, we mean dying. Yeah. The axe. Yeah. The axe. Uh, and so she's like, well, okay, but what if they convert to Catholicism? And they're like... We'll think about Fine. it. Yeah. And so she sends Dr. Feckenham and he goes and like What? Who's that? He's the doctor from the first time you meet Jane. Yeah. It's just like he's in two scenes, Mikey. But like Is he the one who's like, Do you want to be Catholic? Yeah. Yeah. And she's okay. like, No. <laughs> yeah. Like an idiot. For the sake of my immortal soul. She's like, yeah. I could do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I feel him in this youth group tonight. I feel God in this prison tonight. Like, what well, are we doing, here's Jane? Here's the thing. is like, because I was watching this and I remembered her doing, because I had seen the movie before. I remembered her doing this and being like, girl, just lie. But then he's like, how many sacraments are there? And I was like, oh, I know whatever answer I have is the wrong answer for this. So maybe she would have failed no matter what. It's always seven. What. It's always seven. Why is it? Well, I guess people love seven. Even if she said two. 
And he was like, no, they're seven. And she had been like, oh, yeah, my bad. Seven. What are they again? I think he would have been like, no, she converted. It's cool. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he would have been fine. He he. After she got the quiz wrong, he's like, let me give you the answers now. Yes. And then we're right, going right. to talk this about this. This is open book. Uh, yeah. Except none of the answers are in the book. Convenient. Because <laughs> she's like, what scriptures <laughs> are those in? And he's like, shh, shh. We don't read the Bible. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, we use it more of like a guideline to control people, but we make up a lot of fanfic on the side. No, that's um, in Kobe's <laughs> book, the King James Bible. <laughs> You're thinking of LeBron James, not Kobe. <laughs> you fucking I idiot! Like, I was what? so confused. Oh, I was like, what? That's the last time I make a sports show. Which one died? Kobe. Kobe. But LeBron James is okay. He's okay. We're just not super happy with him on the Lakers. <laughs> But more or less, Dr. Frankenfurter or whatever his right. name is, uh-huh. like, is he talks to her about potpourri a lot. And I was like, just say yes. <laughs> I don't yes. care how it smells. Yeah, just say yes <laughs> to the potpourri. Like, whatever. Say whatever it takes to get you out of here alive. Everyone loves dried flowers. I know, right? So the doctor leaves the room, turns to her mother and was like, your daughter has a fatal case of being a fucking dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, she's like, well, I'm just going to convert and be fine. Whatever. Yeah. You're you're cured, ma'am. Go with God. Well, and we, we reveal that Guilford did the same thing. So both of them are like, no, at least we've got each other, even though we're going to get killed tomorrow. I'll hold your head in eternity. And I was like, oh, boy. When they yeah. say, I'm glad we did this for the sake of our immortal soul, I laughed out loud for like... 30 minutes I couldn't believe that these children Like had such little regard for their own lives If you think about it It's really nice That some people have conviction That's like helping people I guess because they're trying to help people What does the fact that they're in prison Have to do with anything Mikey Oh the conviction I got Convicted it. yeah 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 That's cool <laughs> But I mean also like She leaves and escapes to like Italy or something <laughs> She's like I've got priors Yeah no I, yeah, 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 I don't know. Like, it's a sweet, you know. People used to well, people they're, believe they're that children. stuff. Yeah, they're children. Yeah. Well, for the record, I don't really think that. I don't know. I think that they would have gotten killed anyway. I think so too. I don't think they had this option. The movie plays it like they do when they stood firm for their faith, because this is nothing if not a Protestant propaganda film. But I don't <laughs> think they had a choice. Not really. They do talk about how we killed well, a bunch I mean, of sure, people. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, but they yeah. were right to kill him because they were. Catholic that's what the film said Sort of yeah name three things A Catholic priest has been known For in the last 50 years that Don't involve felonies oh How much time do I have to think about (laughs) Anyway They take Guilford away and he goes And dies off screen we don't see it Uh, But then the priest comes back for Her which is such a blue balls Move like I wanted to see both their executions (laughs) Right we didn't get to see Cariel with his pretty little head plop off. Uh-huh. Oh, God, that hair. He's got amazing hair. Dreamy. I wanted to say, when when they were talking to Dr. Frankenfurter in that room, and she keeps saying uh-huh. what she said before, uh, he said he was a vine and he was a door. Is he a vine and a door? I'm like, bitch, pretend for a second to know what a metaphor is so you could survive. Yeah, because then Dr. Frankenfurter's like, I'll get you a satanic mechanic. But it's just a guy who's going to cut her head off. Well, he also says, like, hey, if you change your mind, 
up to the moment the yes. blade comes down, we I'm can here save for you. you. Yeah. And he does walk her out, right? Like he is there. Oh yeah, he stands yeah. on the platform and he did it for her husband too. That's why he knows what happened. <sighs> Good God. Yeah. I feel bad for that guy. He's got the worst role of this. He's like, God. <laughs> fucking teenage. He's like, I'm a doctor. I obviously don't out. believe in <laughs> yeah, Oh yeah. God. But she goes out. She dies. Although she can't find the, the head block initially. And poor thing. Okay. I'll be honest with you. If I'm getting killed like this, I'm definitely going to prolong my execution through silly little bits like this. Oh, no! I must be too far away! Where is the block I put my head on so you could cut it off? Like, that would be me for sure. Put a foot up there and be like, oh, I misunderstood. (laughs) Uh, But they do kill her, and they give her shilling, her real shilling, to Queen Mary, who cries because it's like her cousin... She died how she lived, giving great head. (laughs) This is not Nancy Reagan. Unfortunately, she lived a long, full life. He did carve her name into (laughs) the Tower of London. You got to have a strong head game for you to carve something somewhere. Right? Into stone. Anyway. (laughs) I don't think he did it with his dick. You don't know (laughs) that. We weren't there. It's been lost to the anal of history. (laughs) (laughs) That's not how you say that word, baby. But, Paige, (laughs) let me ask you a clarifying question. Did Uh he carve her name in the room that they shared together? No, his cell that he had alone. That he shared with his dad for a while? Uh, no, because his dad gets released. Yeah, because his dad's smart and said, I'm Catholic right now. He's like, I love the Pope. Let's get out of jail. He's like, I love the the flowers that you like dry out and put on the back of your toilet. Pope. Yeah, potpourri. Potpourri, baby. (laughs) I'm here for the potpourri. And the free crackers. <laughs> and free wine. And free wine. Mm. Yeah. So, but Queen Mary's sad about it, but is like, well, I'm going to go meet my husband, though. This was definitely worth it. And as she walks <laughs> through the room, who is there but Jane's mother, who didn't even watch her execution and is just there for the queen. Just complete self-preservation. Fuck everybody else. And, and that's, that's the, the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what'd you guys think about Lady Jane? I enjoyed it, yeah. but I like this kind of nerdery. So, like, I get it. I understand why other people don't, but I still liked it. I, I don't think England is great, you know? is Are you just <laughs> learning this? I, I think I'm just, like, putting the pieces together. Man, I'm glad that you're telling me, because this is the first I've heard of it. <laughs> well, and Todd's been there. I don't know if you yeah, remember. Todd's been there. Oh, yeah, but when you're in England, you get a lot of, like, pro-English propaganda. Just, like, a heads up on that. Yeah. When you go there, like, this is the road that King Shumberry walked down on his way to the Wonka's factory or whatever the hell. I don't understand. It's weird that we we took the same tour because that's exactly what the guy said. That's so weird. No, but like when you go to England and you go to the museums, it definitely says this artifact was acquired, not this artifact was stolen. Stolen. So, yeah, Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. But I mean, America does that, too. Like, I, you know, yeah, we're just as bad, if not worse. Yeah, we are super guilty of that. Let's play. A game uh let's like uh name a pub okay so it's like over there there's like oh the sand lamp and like the star painting it's like they just make shit up and then like throw two no, words it's it's much more like colonel pig's dick or like the donkey's revenge like that's how they name their pubs it's the fox in the bottle and you're like oh, <laughs> jesus christ yeah. it's a, they're amazing though because you, you have to put them in while they're lying down and then you stand them up once you get them in the bottle <laughs> yeah <laughs> what are we talking about? So what did you guys think about this dog shit of a movie? Oh, 
Yeah, not a super big fan of this one. I honestly feel like we got punished, and that's the reason we had to watch this movie. This is the closest I came to feeling like I was back in high school in a long time. Yeah, I do feel like we just all went to Paige's mother's English class and had to watch Lady Jane. Yeah, I asked someone <laughs> if I could use the bathroom while I use, while I watched this film. You were like, can I get a hall pass? I got a pee. Yeah. Excuse me. Y'all did have multiple choices, and I gave you two chances I to abandon this I don't think you can blame ship. us for your terrible pick, but <laughs> I've made way more terrible picks than... This is the only bad pick I think you've ever had, and I've had like 12. I've had like one other bad pick, but it still resulted in a very fun episode. Oh, this will be a fun every, episode. Every pick Todd does is like, hey, everybody, I'm going to pick a film that I heard about once written on a bathroom stall. Here we go. <laughs> Jenny, I've got your mood. Movie. <laughs> I'm gonna make you watch. <laughs> okay, I need your sister to make a parody song about Romance <laughs> in the Pod into the tune of that 8675309 by Tommy Two Tone. Correct. Anyway, I hated this movie. I hope to never watch it again. It was cool to see young Helena and young Carrie. Like, that was cool. But when that, like, coolness factor wears off 30 seconds into this movie, you realize <laughs> you have two and a half hours of nonsense to sit through. I, I, I paused this movie an hour and 14 minutes in and had, like, a single tear when I realized I wasn't yet quite halfway through it. <laughs> I love that. But Paige, do you have any fun facts for us? Yes. Well, hit us with your fun facts. Jane, Lady Jane, fun, fun facts. facts. Uh, so Carrie Elwes is actually related to Guilford Dudley and Lady Jane Grey on his father's side. Of course. He probably comes from a very rich family. Because England is all inbred. Yes, get All it. inbred. Uh, the, he's the direct descendant to Dudley and Grey's siblings, Mary Dudley, Guilford's sister, and Catherine Grey, Jane's sister, who was also the wife of Edward Seymour. So via those lines, he is related. God, that is actually cool. Yeah. Yeah. This movie, uh, by casting Helena Bonham Carter portrays Jane as a dark-eyed, dark-haired girl, but in reality, Lady Jane Grey was very, very fair with blonde hair and light eyes. Uh, she was described as being very pleasant-looking, except for her freckles, which were considered unbecoming on a young lady at the time. What a... Oh, I dig freckles, man. That's dumb. Swipe left. <laughs> freckles? Ooh. No. <laughs> freckles are hot. Y'all are crazy. I, I enjoy freckles. I usually, because when I put makeup on, my freckles don't show up as much, so I add them back in. Oh. Yeah, on people I date, not on the queen that we're going to put on a penny or whatever the fuck we're doing. <laughs> uh, a shilling, Mikey. Fuck fiat currency. Shilling. I don't know <laughs> what a shilling is. It sounds like Monopoly made up money. Well, they probably feel that way about pennies and dollars. So. Well. It's the amount of silver you could, like, trade that yeah. Four, right? So like a pound, I'm assuming, is based on a pound, maybe? I don't know. I don't, like, that I can't don't be know. true. I thought they were made out of silver. Like, they we were. Were we all on the gold standard at one point? That's when the at economy point, was strong. But it doesn't, it doesn't quite work. There are problems with the gold standard that we don't have it's time to talk about right now. It's certainly not a perfect standard. I don't think fiat currency is perfect either, but it's like, which is the lesser, lesser of two evils? Whatever. Yeah, we don't have the time. All I know is Jane fucking hates fiat currency. She's all about that silver standard, baby. Yes. Now, this movie was cast with a number of actors from the Royal Shakespeare Company because Trevor Nunn, who was the director of this movie, was also the director of the Royal Shakespeare Company. So that's how we get Patrick Stewart in this. He was with the Royal Shakespeare 
Shakespeare Company at the time because he was not yet on Star Trek. Uh, that's also how he found Helena Bonham Carter, where she was about to go to Cambridge University. So she was about 1920 at the time. She was probably 19 when she filmed it. Yeah. Because yeah. I actually looked up her age because I wondered because she's yeah. so young in this. She looks very young. Yeah. She looks much younger than she is, I would say. Yeah. Um, but the director, Trevor Nunn, saw her in Tatler. So it's her photograph in Tatler where she'd been a last minute replacement for her cousin, a woman named Virginia. Tatler magazine? Mm-hmm. No yes. shit. Okay. Yes. And thus gave her the role of Lady Jean. So she got it based on looks. Um, I She is a very striking person for, sh- for sure as far as like appearance. The director also personally chose Carrie Elwes um, and offered for him to join the Royal Shakespeare Company, uh, but Elwes turned it down to do Princess Bride. Oh, what a shame. Yeah, thank <laughs> God he did. Yeah, same, right? Yeah. Now, uh, there are conflicting accounts. Most accounts say that they were not in prison together, or if they were, it was only for brief periods of time, not the whole time. So they were likely separated most of that time. Um, yeah. I did love, uh, sorry to go back into like what happens in the movie, but I did love when the Dr. Frankenfurter comes out and he, they're going to separate them again. And he's like, it's their last night alive. Please just let them have sex. Like They're yeah. the dumbest people alive. Just let this happen. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> Carrie Elwes's grandfather, Simon Elwes, was a painter and was known for painting portraits of British high society. Uh, So he was actually friends with Elizabeth, the queen mother who just recently passed away, um, played obviously by Helena Bonham Carter in The King's Speech. So kind of fun little synchronicity there. This is the second fun fact that you've said today that makes me believe Carrie Elwes comes from just like extreme wealth. Probably. That's how you get to be that pretty. (laughs) Uh, That's true. You either get to be that pretty or you get to be a Habsburg. So it's like, you know, one or the other. One or the other. <laughs> Carrie Elwes and Patrick Stewart have appeared together again on film in Robin Hood Men in Tights. This was their ah. first time together on screen. And those are your fun facts. Well, thank you for those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. So what do you think the production budget was for Lady Jane? A real shilling. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we talk about how much it made. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say like 1 million. Okay. 600,000 pounds. I'm not going to do the conversion. So let's, let's we're just going to call that dollars, but mm-hmm. you'll be happy to know that this was actually $8.5 million. Oh, wow. Okay. In 1986. Well, there's a lot of people in it and a lot of costumes and shit. Like that makes sense. Sure. If you adjust that for inflation, though, that's like $23.7 million today. Which is low for what a period piece like this would cost today. So Probably, because like all the sets and everything has to look, you know, of the period, right? Mm -hmm. So you can't even have like towns in the background. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. Um, So it came out early in the year, like February-ish in 1986. It wasn't in the theaters very long, but... Because it premiered on February 7th, that means it was definitely running on February 12th, the anniversary of their beheadings, which... Oh, shit. When I looked that up, when they were actually beheaded, like the day, I literally saw it and I was like, ah, it's my birthday. I like Oh, Oh, nice. So that's going to be my new anecdote. It used to be that it was Abraham Lincoln's birthday, but now it's the day that these people got killed. Um, Anyway, it wasn't in theaters very long and didn't make a lot of money. But how much do you think it made worldwide in the box office? 600,000 pounds. I'm going to go 800,000. I'm going to assume both of those are dollars. They actually made... 
$277,000. That checks out. Yeah. That's so bad. I don't even see how you could cut an interesting trailer from this film. I do think it would be impossible. Yeah. Um, although out there, I challenge you to make a good trailer because that would be fun to watch. Um, okay. If you were just for inflation, that would be $774,000. This movie didn't do well in theaters. It did really well in English classrooms, probably in the early and late 90s. One of those big VHS boxes. Uh, and like wheeling a tube TV on a cart like it's middle school. I gave somebody $3 today, so. Uh, yeah, I had to run it today. Same. I did not buy it. Thank God. No, I, I yeah, only rented I like, it. Yes. No. I think I actually do have a copy of it somewhere, but I wasn't no going to dig for it. I would only buy this movie if I had like a severe English teacher kink. You know what I'm saying? Like this would definitely get me. I don't. It's the poor grammar. <laughs> oh, God. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that romance scale? <laughs> yeah, the romance scale is a scale of one to ten. How romantic we found the film today. Page. One. God. I honestly wish I could go negative. It's definitely a one. It's also a lo uh, like a zero or a one on the lion roar scale, whatever is the lowest number I can pick. Even though we, I think, do see Helena topless at the end of this movie. We, we also see Carrie Elvis's butt. Okay. We may abandon the romance scale and just go to the one out of four lion roars at some point. I just want to throw it out there. Well, they're, they're for two different things, right? One is romance and one is like how sexy it was. But what? As a podcast, do we take care about? It's definitely that roar scale, baby. We, <laughs> let, we have let the spit list fall by the wayside, and I think we need to revive the spit list. I think for that's sure. because largely you forgot about it, and you were the only one who talked about <laughs> yeah. it ever. You so, added yeah. Jeff Goldblum. Y'all added Jeff Goldblum to it. Thickums Goldblum could, in fact, yeah. 80s Goldblum. We vibed. <laughs> Love it. Did we all do the romance scale? Oh, I give it a two because I thought that they were stupid and naive, but like believably so. Oh, so you thought that they were fully in quote love? Yeah. Like the high school love? As what they believed. Yeah. yeah. You know, the only character that's missing is like the Carrie Ellis's friend who like they used to be really close and they started dating this girl and he's like, this isn't going to work out. And he dropped me as a he's friend. He's like, why did you quit band, Carrie Ellis? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we used to be friends and now it's always her. Yeah. That. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. well, I'm Catholic now. Well, anyway, so that's our <laughs> romance scale. <laughs> So this week, Paige, you made us watch Lady Jane, and for that, you won't get to pick again for two more weeks. Mikey, what are you gonna <laughs> what are you gonna make us watch next week? We're gonna do My Father the Hero since I'm at the beach. Oh, oh I was gonna my I, wait, God. That's, is, that's not really a love story, is it? It's a coming of age-ish story. It's mainly it? about What's... Gerard Depardieu. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no romance in it. No, is I there? think there is because he helps his daughter, who is Catherine Heigl. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he helps her romance. Comedy romance is yes. what it is on yeah. Well, and he falls in love with someone at the beach too. Like it's a Okay. Like a but Paige, I mean, it's not really, yeah. it's not really romantic. Yeah, it's not, it's no 365. It's terrible. Yeah. yeah. But mainly because there's no way Gerard Depardieu has the cardio to support that kind of fucking. Of course not. Only Massimo can or Nacho. I've read the synopsis and it's the daughter falls in love and to get the guy to like him more she lies to the guy and says her father is actually her lover oh gross i cannot I hate wait that. let's do it this. <laughs> i actually i actually have seen this movie a bunch when i was a kid and thought it was i know funny. i saw it when i was a kid yeah i i can't remember but i haven't seen it in probably like 
20, 15, 20 plus years? years? Yeah. Easy, easy. Let's revisit this film. Oh, God. The one thing I remember from this movie is him singing Thank Heaven for Little Girls. Oh, yes. <laughs> After yes. hearing your premise, I hate it. I hate it so much. Uh, uh, I can't wait to talk about it, though. So your homework for next week is to watch My Father the Hero and take note of everything that's now gross and make sure yeah. we cover them all <laughs> on yeah. that episode. So, Mikey, do you have a review for us to read? No, I dropped my phone like seven minutes ago. Well, while you're looking one up, let me tell them how they can have their review right on the podcast, and that's to leave us a five-star text review, and we'll have Mikey read it for you. So, Mikey, whose review are you going to read this week? That's a great question. I thought so. That's why I asked it. Marcia Mello 92. You've done that one. Amante 3584. Well, what does Amante 3584 have to say? Don't have to watch romantic movies, dot, dot, dot. Oh, is it cut off or something? Yeah. Oh, that's actually it. I'm looking at it right now, uh, and it says, don't have to watch romantic movies. Yeah, see? Yeah. I came across this podcast while listening to The Horror Virgin. I love it because I don't usually watch romance movies, but I'm still curious. He's romance curious. Yeah. Or mm-hmm, they are romance mm-hmm. curious. It's because he he likes like one or two movie genres. Like he's bi- he's curious about another. He's like bi-curious, you know what I'm saying? Right, sure, sure, sure. Uh-huh. But with B-U-Y, because he... They don't. They want to yeah. know what movies to purchase. Yes, buy. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like you would buy. Mm-hmm. The way you guys explain the movie, then go off in tangents, and Todd is trying to reel y'all back to the movie. I find hilarious. Is it me who normally reels us back? I think that's like Paige. <laughs> no, Paige normally rotate. does that. I, no, I think we, we definitely share rotate. the response. Yeah. yeah. Well, and we're all terrible at it, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't mean we're good at it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Five star star emoji. You guys are great, and I can't wait to listen to more of y'all podcast. Five stars. Well, thank you very much for that awesome five-star review. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, leave us a five-star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin. And that is the only other podcast that Mikey and I are on. But Paige gets around, and she is on two other podcasts. Black Card Rehab, and Cult Podcast. So guys, definitely check out those because they're amazing. If you want to follow us on social, we are at Romancing the Pod Show. Yes. On Instagram. And we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it. It's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show, S-H-O, like Showtime. So guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok, except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Mikey, would you get beheaded for the first girl you dated in high school? No. Me either. I'd be Catholic in a heartbeat. Bye! Mm-hmm. Just convert to Catholicism, nerds. <laughs> I got a review. We got a review. I got to read this one next. Michael and Taylor Sift would be adorable together. <laughs> Oh, so you mean you found Taylor Swift's burner account? (laughs) 